everybody, and welcome back to this episode of the My Husky Life podcast. We are in the eighth episode now. We've come a long, long way. I am joined here, once again, no surprise, by two wonderful hosts, but we also have a guest on the podcast to complete the pod squad, the silent pod squad member, self-proclaimed producer. I'll let her introduce herself in just a moment. First, let's start off with the two hosts that we normally have every single week. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Sunny. Um, I'm a combined data and health science major in the pre-med track. As always, please check out our previous episodes to learn more about us and what we talk about on this show. And uh, yeah, I like to say all the time, I'm super pumped to be here. But this time, I actually am because we get to talk about our course plans and uh <laughs> are you not normal <laughs> well i mean <laughs> i feel like i just say that because it's uh it's just habit to say it but uh i'm pretty i'm pretty excited to be here today so it's a great day to be alive we're excited to have you yeah. soon thank you thank you hi everyone i'm erica i'm always excited to be here <laughs> and <laughs> um i'm a computer science major with a concentration in software and a minor in communication sciences and disorders um and yeah, as Sunny said, as always, go listen to the seven episodes that came before this to learn more about us and what we do at Northeastern. My name is Liam. I am a combined media and screen studies and communication studies major with a minor in marketing. Uh, you know, they, they wrap it up as they do every single week. Go and check out everything else to see all the other things that pertain to Northeastern. And don't forget to check out the upcoming podcasts. Now it's time to introduce our wonderful special guest. Um, would you like to do the honors? Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Kira. I am a longtime listener, first-time caller. Uh, <laughs> I, nice. You're ready for that one. I, I was thinking about it, yeah. Um, I am student coordinator for the orientation office. So uh, I was an orientation leader in 2018, and this summer uh, I'm involved as a t- member of the senior staff team. Um, making sure that everything goes smoothly. Uh, I have, as Liam said, been an honorary member of the pod squad for the past few episodes. Uh, I listen, I'm in on the calls, and I'm very excited to be here in all of my vocal resonance today. Uh, (laughs) Love it. Well, we are so excited to have you. Oh, and I am a rising fourth year, double majoring Mm. in theater and English. Good stuff. stuff. Well, glad to have you uh, here. Thank you so much. All right. So today we are going to be talking about a little bit about the uh, the work (laughs) that goes in uh, at Northeastern. I mean, we've talked a little bit about you know what just being on campus is like. We've talked about athletics. Uh, We've talked about giving back to the community. But what about when it comes down to like like what do you go to school for? You know, this is this is what you're you're preparing for your future. To, to go to work and to have a job that you like and to make a little bit of money. And and then you're also doing it because there's things that you want to learn. And there's academics to be educated on and whatnot. And so we're going to be diving into uh, all those processes today. Uh, how all that works. What all that means. Um, so <laughs> as it pertains to academics... I mean, we'll start there. I mean, that, that what else is college for, really? I mean, people go to study. Yeah. And that's it. And so we're going to talk about um, kind of like what, what, it, what it means to, to be 
to have a major at Northeastern and to take certain classes and things like that. Because uh, I, I know that myself going into Northeastern, like just, I didn't know, they, they kind of, there's a lot of information about what goes on and like there's a lot, a lot of ways to learn about like what classes that you have to take and the kinds of classes that you can take. But hopefully that us talking about it, can we, we can help like lay it out for you so that it's a little bit easier to comprehend and it's not as much information kind of all at once. So let's start off really, really easy. Um, majors and minors. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know already, so there's the College of Arts, Media, and Design. There's the Business School. There's Corey College of Computer Sciences. There's COE, which is Engineering. Bouvet, which is Health Science. College of Science, or COS. And CSSH, which is the College of Social Sciences and Humanities. And within each of those, there's many, many undergraduate programs of study um, that you can follow. And there's different combinations therein. So you may have heard the term combined major, which... Sunny, you have a combined major, right? You want to talk about that a little yeah. bit? Yeah. Uh, well, actually, even before we get to a combined major, I know that for some, they might not even know what exactly pertains, what a major means. So basically, a major is um, these core, like the set course plan where you have to fill out a certain number of credits for in order to complete a major, right? So for example, right. um, let's say before I was a combined major, I was just a health science major. I had to complete certain classes with a certain number of credits in order to attain this major, which would be health sciences. Um, a minor, on the other hand, is similar to a major in that you have to fulfill a number of credits in order to get the minor. For example, some people have language minors like Spanish, but you only have to fill out a smaller amount of um, credits in order to attain this minor. Right. Um, yeah, I have a marketing minor and I yeah. only have to take four classes <laughs> and then I'm just considered... A marketing minor, which is really cool because then you can just, with very little invested time, you can, you know, end up declaring a minor and then have that experience under your belt. Yeah, and all of, like, the number of required classes that it'll take and stuff is very dependent on the major, dependent on the minor. Um, Some have more strict requirements and some give you a little bit more freedom in your plans. Right. Um, So now that we cleared what a major and a minor is, Essentially, what a combined major is, you get, like, these two majors, and then you morph them into one, right? Um, So the number of credits will still be the same as doing one major, maybe just a little bit more, dependent on what combined major you do, but you still fulfill core classes that pertain to each type of major. For me, example, I have a... I'm doing a data and health science major. Um, So data science is a separate major, and health science could also be a separate major, but by combining the two, I only have to take, um, you know, a few credit or uh, courses for each type of major in order to right. be counted as a combined major. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the it's like the best of both worlds. You know, you right. take like a take like a certain classes from both majors instead of taking all the classes for both majors, so that you can still fulfill all the requirements and all get all the education, but they kind of combine and sometimes they'll like overlap a little bit to give you, like you know, the most breadth of information. Yeah. And a great resource just to review all the majors, minors, and combined majors that are offered at Northeastern already. Um, You can view those on the course catalog. If you just Google course catalog Northeastern, it comes up and you can view through the schools, all of majors that are offered underneath each um, college at Northeastern. So it's a great resource. It lists lists all of the required courses and even gives you some sample plans for four or five year uh, tracks in as a as a student 
Um, but Kira, you actually have a double major, right? So can you I explain do. a little bit about the difference between the combined major and the double major? Of course. Um, so as I'm completing my double major, I'm completing all of the BA requirements for a bachelor's degree in theater and a bachelor's degree in English. I'm still getting one degree, but uh, instead of um, a combination of requirements from both, I'm doing the full docket of both. Um, and I'm, I'm doing that really because I just wanted to take all of the courses. Um, but so, so it is more, uh, courses like, you know, the sheer number of courses I'm taking is larger in each, Mm -hmm. but that is the biggest difference for, for both programs though. You're, you're, you're still getting one degree in both programs. Um, so would the only, was the, is the primary difference is that you're just taking all the courses versus taking Yes. Last courses. <laughs> Take core class. Gotcha. So if you're really interested in both topics, then that's perfect. Yeah. And a um, double major would be the way to go. A combined major in theater and English does exist. And uh, I know several people who take it. Uh, I just wanted to take all the classes anyway. Right. <laughs> so I guess best to talk to your academic advisor if you're, if any of these things sound interesting to you or any kind of combination of these. And even if you want to make your own combined major, if you have two, like majors that you don't see in the course catalog that do uh, both interest you, but they don't have their own combined major, just talk to your academic advisor and there's a process that you can go through to create your own if that's something that you're interested in if you don't want to do a double major. Yeah, uh, and my my piece of advice to anyone listening is if you do know that you want to pursue more than one major in either a combined or a double um talk to your academic advisor sooner rather than later. I told my academic advisor that I intended to double major uh, at the very beginning of the year, and so I was able to start taking courses to fulfill both my very first semester, um, which was key, because every uh, uh, pattern of attendance and degree program is different, but for me, I don't have very much wiggle room in... uh, non-theater or English classes I can take. So if you know, right. uh, say so, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the sooner the better. Um, I mean, we've said it before and you'll hear it a lot. It's very easy to change your major at Northeastern and to kind of try a lot of different paths. Definitely normal and definitely um, you have that option, but it's good if you can get started earlier on your degree, that's always the best route to take, I think. Yeah, I changed my com- half of my combined major too something else so I, I started as a media arts I think I mentioned this before but I started as a media arts major um and media and screen studies first before communications yeah. and I wish I had started as communications I guess because that way I'd have because I already took a bunch of media arts majors now that don't or classes that don't now count towards my credits yeah. total credits <laughs> which is like it was, it was nice because it was a lot of like art classes and stuff though before I even got to like the because I, I was doing media arts with a concentration in video and so there's like film classes that I was like planning on taking at some point later, but I had to start off by taking my first class ever was a three and a half hour, 8am <laughs> art class, oh. studio art yeah. class. And that I just like, and I cannot, cannot draw anything <laughs> to save my life. Like it is my final project for my, uh, observational drawing or conceptual drawing. One of the two course like last year was a banana (laughs) a banana people were drawing like cathedrals 
and I <laughs> I did a banana. It was like it's bad. So that I I, I do wish I had started with that earlier because then I wouldn't have had to um, deal with classes that I wasn't really as interested in. So if you want to avoid that problem, then definitely start early. Yeah. Think about it. I also changed my major. I started as a combined computer science and business major. And then after kind of meeting with my academic advisor a couple of times first semester, looking at the courses, I realized that I really wanted to do more of the computer science courses and have a computer science concentration rather than um, when you had the business, you couldn't concentrate in something in computer science. So I ended up making that shift just because it's something that was more interesting to me. And then I ended up adding a minor again because just to find other things that are interesting to me. So like your path definitely changes during your time and through classes and what you find interesting. So there's also, you, you hear a lot of talk about gen eds, like when you go to college or before you go to college. Um, yeah. So Northeastern has a little bit of a different program for that. It's not really just general education where I have to take a math class and a science class and whatnot. Uh, Northeastern has this really awesome program actually called NU Path, New Path, whatever you prefer, where there's different categories of courses. So every course that's offered at Northeastern falls into one of about eight categories in addition to a couple like writing courses and capstones and whatnot. But general courses at Northeastern will all fall into one of eight categories. And each category has a different um, leaning towards a particular subject. For instance, there's the creative expression and innovation um, and you path requirement, which is essentially, you know, which has to do with something with art, something with um, creativity, but there's also the formal and quantitative reasoning requirement, which is usually more mathy, more sciencey, something like that. So it's cool because you get to take courses that are still kind of close to your major without, you know, while still satisfying those requirements. So for instance, I think that I, I'm also did some theater back in the day. And so I know that one of the formal and quantitative reasoning courses is like lighting design. And so I could have taken that as my, like my quote unquote math requirement, even though it was something that I was still interested in. So that's something that's really cool to look into. And a lot of times, a lot of your courses that you're taking in your major already will satisfy some of those requirements. And so definitely talking to your academic advisor about what cor what courses will be, will satisfy those requirements um, throughout your uh, major process and which ones won't. And so then you can look into the classes that you might want to take as electives that will also satisfy those requirements. Yeah. Um, so as you said, I mean, there's, there's the eight categories that a lot of your electives will fit into. Um, a lot of classes will even hit more than one of them. So sometimes it, you can kind of, there's the called the NU path dashboard that allows you to look through classes based on what new paths they hit. And that way you can find courses that fit the ones that you still need. And your academic advisor will talk to you about them and tell you which ones you need to look for classes to fill. Some majors actually fill all of the requirements, like a lot of the Bouvet majors um, meet all of the new path requirements just in the required courses for the major. Um, so again, talk to your academic advisor. And then there's also a series of courses like writing in the first year, advanced writing in the discipline, a writing intensive course in the major, your integration experience, which is typically met through co-op, but dialogue, service learning, and then a capstone experience. And a lot of these things will be incorporated into your plan by your academic advisor, but they're just good things to be aware of and know that you will have to take at some point. Kira, as somebody who's been around the block <laughs> now, big fourth year over here, um, 
you want to talk to us about, I mean, you've racked up a lot of college credits mm-hmm. yourself, I'm sure. Can you explain to us kind of like what that means and how courses are structured to, to be able to yeah. obtain credits? Um, so each uh, course at Northeastern is designated a certain number of credit hours. Uh, and that's usually based on uh, how often it meets. All of the classes that I have taken have been four credit hours or one credit hour. Um, My one credit courses have all met one hour per week, approximately, um, 65 minutes if we're getting technical. Uh, And to graduate from Northeastern, a student must complete a certain number of credit hours, uh, and that number differs uh, between majors and between academic colleges. Right. Yeah, so definitely when you're making your schedule, make sure you're paying attention to the number of credit hours that you're taking because... There, are, there is a limit, there's a maximum and a minimum that you can take um, per semester. And so, like we've said, up until this point, your academic advisor will go over all that with you, but um, all of that is also, all of that information is also online on Northeastern's like general services. Um, so check that out. And a helpful service that is online uh, is the MyPause degree audit. Uh, one of its mm. uh, functions is to see how many uh, credit hours you have under your belt and how many you need to graduate. But it also uh, breaks down the, all of the requirements of your major uh, and says uh, what you still need to complete, what you have in progress, and what you have done. That uh, has been my best friend, especially having two majors, um, having that right in front of me to plan my college career out. Yeah, um, and the degree audit can be found. It's a link on my Northeastern, and it might not be available to freshmen yet. I've had that conversation with my students earlier in the summer, and they didn't see it. But once you are actually um, taking courses in the fall, it should be available to you. Yeah, and, and the best place to eventually you'll figure all that out once you start taking classes because everybody has to take a one credit intro to college course. Um, once you start at Northeastern, you'll take a, a course with usually with an advisor who kind of talks about that walks you through the how, how to structure your major, how to get your plan of study together so that you know what courses you're going to be taking and when you're going to be taking them. So all of that starts pretty early because it is nice to have kind of a little bit of a schedule to follow, even if it's changes. Mine has changed drastically since I first made mine, but it's really nice to have something to base the rest of your Northeastern career off of because, you know, to think that many years in the future and all the courses that you have to take can be a lot to think about. And so it is nice to have a little bit of a plan of study. So you'll be taking that one credit course at the very beginning of your time at Northeastern. And that'll allow you to kind of uh, set yourself up for success. And they'll also walk you through the degree audit and all those processes um, that'll help you like know what courses that you have to take and how many credits you have to get um, left. Speaking of intro courses, um, I guess this is more for Erica. Like, how is it different for honor students? Sure, I can talk about that. Um, so, all honor students, you'll still take that one credit intro to college course with your major, with your college, but you're also going to be taking an honors discovery course, which is another one credit course, and it just kind of introduces you to the honors program, talks about different um, ways. You you do a lot of kind of planning for the future, and just like 
It also allows you to meet other honors students um, because you're in a very small class that's entirely honors. Um, honors as a whole, you still your major requirements are still the same, but sometimes courses will offer honors sections, and you have to take at least six courses that are designated honors throughout your time at Northeastern, and one of them has to be an interdisciplinary seminar. Um, they are specific honors interdisciplinary seminars. They offer a couple every semester, and you can find them online and read more about them. Um, in order to stay in the honors program throughout your college, you have to maintain a GPA of a 3.5 or above. Um, if you fall below that, you kind of get put on a probationary period. And then you can apply to join the honors program once at Northeastern. If you weren't admitted to it as an incoming student, you can apply during your first, second, or third semester of study on campus. So if it is something you're interested in doing in the future and graduating with that honors distinction, it's definitely something to look into once you're on campus. And your honors advisor, which you'll get, you'll meet with during your first year, can help you incorporate those honors courses into your plan. And they're just a really great resources, resource um, as another advisor to have on campus. Um, so another thing about, you know, our academic plans is planning for the future. Yeah. Um, and for me, at least, I plan on hopefully getting into medical school. Um, and that pertains, um, well, actually, that leads into me being considered pre-med, right? So before I came into college, I really thought pre-med was a major itself. Um, that obviously showed how much I knew about it. But now that I know, pre-med basically is just a bunch of prerequisite classes that a lot of medical schools require you to take. Um, but it does not matter what major you're in, you're in. Um, so you could be in any major realistically, and you can still take these prerequisites in order to fulfill the requirements to apply to medical school. Um, and as well as there's PA school, there's pre-law, um, but pre anything basically is just a bunch of prerequisite classes that you have to take and it does not matter what major you're in. Yeah. And pre-law actually, there's no truly recommended undergraduate courses or major that you have to take. You just have to take the LSAT and apply to law schools. Um, so you can really be in any major to be a, a pre-law student. That's crazy. I actually didn't, I, re, I it took me so long to ever figure out there was too. It's funny. Like you're not alone there. Like, I mean, you, uh, again, it's <laughs> one of those things that you hear about growing up and I, 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 heard the term and I know the phrase and I know people that have done it but I never knew like I would not, not if somebody asked me yo what is that I'd be like something to do with medical school probably <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. another really cool program that we have at Northeastern is um, the plus one master's program mm -hmm. so if you are interested in pursuing a master's degree after you um, finish your undergrad you can actually be a part of the plus one master's program at Northeastern. Not all majors are available, but again, you can research online and ask your academic advisor and see what you can do. But you actually begin taking your master's degree um, during your undergraduate. So you, some of your undergraduate courses are replaced with graduate courses. You take a few during your undergrad, and then you do one additional year after finishing your undergraduate degree to finish your master's degree. So you graduate in um, plus one with both degrees. And we call it plus one because it's another year after you finish your undergrad. So if you do a four-year undergrad, then you'll graduate in five years with both degrees. If you do a five-year undergrad, you'll graduate in six years with both degrees. Yeah, I mean, that's really cool, too, because a lot of master's programs are two years or more, depending on what the, yeah. the degree is. So it's really cool that yeah, Northeastern yeah, provides that um, program. Yeah. Um, so definitely another thing to talk about with your academic advisor if you're interested in that. Um, again, to get, getting started on that early when you make your plan of study and things like that is, is pretty important. So it may not fit into your schedule based on like how many 
majors or minors that you take on, but um, definitely something to look into. Uh, last but not least, just in terms of courses and whatnot, <laughs> there's um, these special courses called pop-up courses that happen throughout the year that have a little bit of warning, you know, a couple weeks, months, whatever, where they're usually like a week or two weeks long. And it's just like a boot camp for that particular topic. And it's, you take it, you know, like for several hours a day, but just for a couple weeks and then you can, and then you get a credit for it. And so last year I know that there was two professors in the arts department who teamed up to do this like hacking slash like art in virtual reality program like course program that was so cool and it was two awesome professors That's both so of which cool. that i had had at, you know during my time and so i knew them both i mean for somebody that if i was more interested in like art art then i would have probably taken it on um but it's really awesome because it's just a couple of weeks and you get a credit for it and you get to work on these awesome projects and produce really cool um usually they, they come with like a, a goal at the end, you know, and they, there's something that you're working towards and that there you'll, you'll finish a particular um, project or study or something like that. So it's really interesting to look into. So just definitely be on the lookout for that. Most colleges, if not all send out like a newsletter for their particular college about courses that are available and uh, upcoming programs and things like that. And usually those pop-up courses will come up in those newsletters. So definitely keep an eye on your uh, Northeastern email. And you can see if those pop-up courses apply to you or if they're, interest, if they're interesting to you. All right. Last thing that we want to talk about before we say goodbye is uh, something very, very integral to Northeastern, some would say, um, Fundamental. that most people know about or hear about uh, right alongside Northeastern when, when they hear about Northeastern and start looking into it. Um, you may know what I'm talking about already. That's right. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Co-op is one of four experiential learning pillars at Northeastern, right alongside service learning, research, and study abroad. Co-op is is one of the, I mean, it's just such an awesome program that, that really helps people like, like set up their future the way that they want it to be set up, whether it pertains to your plan of study or where you want to be working once you're out of college. And so... For me, at least, I'll dive into my own story here um, because Kira and I are the only two that have that have been on co-op thus far. Um, I was a media arts and media and screen studies major, like I said, and so last semester, when I started looking at co-ops, and all the co-ops that were in my major didn't really like appeal to me that much. And I was looking at them and I was like, this isn't actually really what I want to be doing. And I was looking at a lot of like PR jobs and marketing jobs. And I realized that that is definitely more what I wanted to be doing. Obviously I love to talk, so why not get a job in it? Why not major in it? And so that's actually what prompted me to change my major to communications instead of media arts, because I realized I wanted to be the person promoting the film rather than filming it. You know what I mean? And so co-op, the whole process from application to, you know, actually going on this four to six month internship, essentially, but also a full time job that uh, most of which are paid, um, teaches you is what you want to be doing after college, what you want to be doing during college, uh, what you want to be looking for in your following employment opportunities, 
So it's really, really awesome. Um, and I've had a, a good experience with it right, uh, so far. I'm on co-op right now in the orientation office as it stands. Um, and I'm having a really great job. Kira, do you want to talk about your experiences a little bit? I went on co-op in the fall of 2019. I was at the Central Square Theater in Cambridge, Massachusetts. I split my time there between two offices. I was um, working alongside the artistic director of the Underground Railway Theater, which exists within Central Square. And I assisted the production manager and technical director of Central Square Theater. Um, I was there for six months. It was an incredible experience. I, in the office, I gained a lot of hands-on experience uh, helping with the play selection process for the following year uh, and sending emails and organizing auditions, um, which was very exciting. And then on the production side, I got to be involved in the mounting of uh, both plays that went up that semester. Uh, like very, to the point where I would be sitting in the audience of the play and, and be able to tell my friends, oh my, I painted that wall. That was really fun. Oh, I, cool. I cabled those <laughs> lights up there. That was really fun. Um, and I, because of that co-op, I was asked if I wanted to come back to Central Square and uh, be the props coordinator for a play that happened in January. Okay. And if I might brag nice. a little bit, that play won uh, a Boston <laughs> Critics Association Elliot Norton Award for Best Design at a Midsize Theater. Um, I was I was a member of a great team might I add we had a great design team it was not in no way just me but um, I like that's just I I have nothing but good things to say about what that co-op gave me Uh, and I'm really excited to have that as a as a stepping stone to more theater production jobs which I do intend to have my next job be in theater production when that reopens. Yeah. (laughs) I've heard, like, stories like that from so many students, and it makes me very excited for co-op. I mean, before even coming to this school, um, when I was still deciding where I wanted to go, I talked to a girl who had graduated from my high school, Mm -hmm. and she um, told me that she did her first co-op at this company and just, like, absolutely loved it, did all the rest of her co-ops there, and then worked there after she graduated. So, like... Just, like, find, she found that place that clicked, and, like, I think that's just one of the best things about co-op is that experience that you get to have. So, yeah, I mean, going off of what Kira's experience is and what Erica was talking about, the importance of networking and making connections, I think that's so vital, especially in today's workforce, um, to be able to have this kind of experience, especially when you're in college. And I think Northeastern really does provide, like, one of the most competitive programs into having I mean, forming these connections, especially if you're into the medical field. I mean, these hospitals around are no joke. MGH is ranked number mm-hmm. one right now in the country and probably, you know, top in the world right now for research. Um, so just opportunities like this in Boston is so valuable. And um, yeah, just yeah. make sure that you're always open to making new connections and forming new networks. Yeah, and the really cool thing is you, you, you can have your co-op anywhere. It doesn't even have to be in Boston or at the school. I mean, my co-op happens to be on campus, but my friend's working in Cambridge. And my some people go to co-op. There, there's a co-op that I applied for that's back in Chicago. There's co-ops that are... There, there's global co-ops. That's that's a, a definitely a popular program. My, my first RA had a co-op in Armenia for documentary film production. 
I mean, that that's so cool. So it's like there's definitely all kinds of opportunities that you can look into once the time comes. And that'll all come along. And, and the first experience that you're going to have with that is going to be a, a class, um, a co-op class that'll be taught by an advisor. It's a one credit course that will essentially walk you through the process of applying for co-ops, which is, you know, putting together a resume and a cover letter and how to be professional in an interview and how to conduct yourself um, during uh, with email correspondence and, and when you're there meeting with um, your potential employers. And so that's a really valuable class. And usually you'll go on co-op the semester following that so that you're, you're prepared uh, and all ready to go and be, have been working with your advisor um, before, right before you go on co-op. So um, that'll all come down the line starting in your second year because first years are are not allowed to go on co-op quite yet. They just, It's good for them to, for first years, you all mostly, to get into uh, the swing of things at Northeastern, taking the cl- classes that you need to be taking before you uh, jump into the workforce uh, because things do change and it's good to have some experience under your belt. So co-op is definitely something to look forward to. Co-op class is coming up quick, so, uh, but there's no rush. You can figure it out as long as you need to. You can change your major and declare your major later than uh, your first semester. So do what you need to do to figure it out and set yourself up for success. Yeah, I feel like on that note, I just want to add that I thought coming in, it was really intimidating to me, like, because there is this kind of very big drive at Northeastern towards that experiential learning towards your career because we have co-op and it is such a great program and it was one of the reasons I came here but the big thing for me was that I have very little idea of the job that I want to do um and just to remember that the point is to figure this out and even if I mean we've talked a lot here today about people who have found that and like continue with that from their first co-op but the co-op is this opportunity for you to explore so um, don't stress about it too much, especially not during your first year. And when you start that co-op search and meet with your co-op advisor and take that co-op class, that's an opportunity. This is an opportunity for you to look at the jobs that are out there, find something that interests you, um, and try it for six months. And if you like it, that's great. You can go further with that. But if you don't, you've now learned before you graduated college that something that you don't like, and that'll limit. Um, that'll help guide your path in the future. Um, and learning what you don't like is just as important as learning what you do like, and it'll allow you to adjust your path and move for- towards something you do want to do so you don't graduate in four years and take a job you don't like. You will have at least two six-month experiences that will give you a better launching point um, for your career after college. Dang. Absolutely. <laughs> that was really well said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sums it up right there. Um, I need these motivational talks for myself nice. as well because yeah, <laughs> thank you so much for all of your insight. I mean, that's all really important stuff. And and this conversation went on. I mean, academics and employment. You'd think like we'd be like in and out of that one, and but this. I mean, this is all important stuff. You know, there's a lot of um, really good information here, and it, it, it. This is what your college career is going to be centered around. You know, and on top of the student life, and on top of the the involvement and the social aspect of of being a college student i mean this is this is what it's all about so hopefully you find the path that uh you are destined <laughs> to <Fire> follow <laughs> um because northeastern has all those opportunities and it's it, it would be hard not to find something that that you sync up with and so 
we are rooting all of you on. And if, as always, you need any uh, help, guidance, if you have any questions, you can reach out to any of your orientation leaders. And they will always be there to answer your questions and to provide you with the support that you need. If you have any further questions that you want to ask us, you can tweet us at NU Orientation with the hashtag MyHuskyLife on Twitter, and we will be happy to answer your questions. Um, for that matter, follow at NU Orientation on Twitter and Instagram. Check out our Facebook page. We have a lot of events and programs that we post about on there, so don't forget about that. We have Welcome Week coming up pretty soon, so there's going to be a lot of really cool events and programs happening soon, so make sure to check that out while you still can. All right. That about does it for us, I think. Thank you all for coming out today. Um, this was this was a lot of fun. Glad to have you all back. Kira, thank As you for always. making your debut. Oh, thank you for having me. I had a great time. <laughs> Appreciate you. Uh, this has been My Husky Life, brought to you by the Office of Student Orientation and Family Programs. I have been Liam. I've been Erica. I've been Sunny. And I've been Kira. And we'll see you guys next week. I just let you all say bye and then I realized no I want to say bye. <laughs>